0: I feel the need, the need for speed. Ow! Few
1: technological developments have had as great an impact on our lives as...
0: These two idiots? Stop telling me you two are pretty good. Best in the company. I'm so impressed. You're talking about line of sight. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Right.
1: Welcome to Line of Sight. This is episode 138 for May 2 4. My name's
2: Adam. And my name is Nathan. <laughs>
1: Happy victoria
2: day nathan and i guess yeah it'll be be memorial day between recordings i think is that right what's when's memorial day (laughs) i don't know i think that's the their equivalent i don't their equivalent so it might be this weekend but it also might be the following weekend and that's why top gun's coming out then
1: yeah Uh, Well, you can say that's the reason, but it's not like it was planned. (laughs) Top Gun's been moved around
2: many times. but eventually planned. Yeah, Yeah. eventually it's like, oh, this makes sense. Yeah, no, apparently it was supposed to be released in 2019 (sighs) and then was pushed back because to finish special effects and then lockdown happened. Hmm. So, So that push it back Hmm. that much longer so this might be one of the longest uh pushbacks because yeah to think of that because like uh i know like everything was like i remember seeing previews for uh is it free guy yeah forever ago but then uh The big also one was the uh, No Time to Die, James Bond, but, like, those have already come and gone a while ago. And, funny enough, like, Jurassic World, Dominion, whatever, is filmed during COVID, right? Like, I think they stopped partially way through, but then started up again, so it's... Interesting that movies that have been filmed during COVID are now coming out, whereas this new Top Gun was, I think, almost done. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, so today, we are not talking about the new Top Gun, because it's obviously not out, but we figured, why not revisit the original 1986 Top Gun um, before... We were both going to watch it anyways, I think we had mentioned, and uh, it's been a while for me. I think for you, I saw you had logged it like February of last year.
2: Yeah, I thought I was... Letterboxd is a great gift, because I would have came on the show and said, oh, I watched it within a year, Yeah, and then it's like, well, technically not, a little over a year ago. Uh, So... Yeah, it was, uh and I, it was actually perfect in, it's a perfect movie for, that I actually watched it this time, I didn't re-watch it twice, but uh, with commentary, because I never, and then I was like, well, I've seen it a couple times before, it's in my mind, I kind of know what's going on, I'd like to watch it with commentary, so I I don't have a lot of nitpicky details with dialogue because I really don't know <laughs> what they were saying. But it is a very visual movie and you can pretty much follow everything that's going on anyways. So yeah. You're you're uh you're getting my commentary <laughs> thoughts. Your commentary on the commentary. And I still and I still rate things on Letterboxd after commentaries. <laughs> I think it's all in a collective world and uh i need to juice those ratings anyways but you need to note that in your review then yeah i probably should just i mean i thought i had and this is the other thing i if you asked me what i rated it i would have said 3.5 and i was gonna say in my comments oh it's a four a half star commentary bump because Pretty much every single commentary that I watch makes me like the movie more, so I was expecting that, but no, the last time I rated it, it was a four, and I kept it at a four.
0: Huh.
1: Um, I was going to say, is there anything else before we get into this review?
2: I feel like we're gonna fly by with it (laughs) Uh, no I'm just uh, I was gonna probably leave this to what we watched but it doesn't matter Uh, over the last week I just mentioned to you I've watched like four seasons of Survivor (laughs) since Friday (laughs) just pounding through them so uh, I'm on the Survivor train but uh, it's awesome (laughs) it's just a blur it's a perfect blur in that like if did you ever have you been to shows on netflix or anything not often like no me either with shows i don't know it's usually like
1: i'll sit down and watch one and that's usually it uh i don't tend to watch anything back to back if i'm gonna do that i'm gonna watch a movie
2: the only thing that I've, I think I've, you could truly say, binged, have been, uh, was, like the fourth season of uh, Arrested Development. The first time they, did like they had their three on Fox, and then the first time they had a new season, and I watched that all in one day, Pre-kids, pre kids, <laughs> pre responsibilities and sam and i just watched the whole thing and never went back to it and have no idea what happened like it is such a blur of yeah Yeah. you don't really get and i feel like survivor is perfect at least for me because like i'm fast forwarding tons of it like when i say watched i think out of a 45 minute episode i'm watching at most 30 minutes because like there's so much that's the exact same from every episode. Yeah. And I'm just like, I want to see some of the details, but like, okay, endurance challenges. How long are you standing on this poll? I don't care. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> 30 second jumps at a time. Whatever. Whoever wins, wins, move on, whatever. So there's a lot of those. Even between the time that they vote, And Jeff goes, (laughs) I'll go tally the votes or collect the votes. It's like, it's another minute of like action shots and all this stuff where it's like, I'm just flying through this. So,
1: yeah, the, I used to actually mentioning binging, I used to do it, but that was just circumstance uh, when I, originally worked from home doing like call center stuff and I was waiting on calls coming in, I would watch shows and there were so many entire shows that I watched uh that way. Like I think I don't I don't think I started it but I finished Mad Men, Breaking Bad, Dexter. Uh I don't know what else. Those are the ones that come to mind of like longer shows. Just back-to-back, back. but then I'd yeah. get a call and pause and uh, whatever, but I'd watch a couple episodes a day while working. <laughs> right,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah, well, Jay on Film junk there's plowing through all the ER episodes, yeah. and I think he's on the last season. And that's just, if you can work from home and just have it on in the background. Yeah.
1: Um. We don't need to pause, but I'm going to. I got to check to see if we have a bag of Tostitos for my wife who just texted me. Glad I checked. I was gonna say we did. I would have, I would have just responded saying yes, but we we do not have Tostitos. This just in. Okay. Um, so yeah, I was just I was mentioning before the show I won't be around during the week next week. Uh, as I said, it's Victoria Day when this is well actually it's not Victoria Day when this is coming out it's actually after but uh it's the long weekend and uh the I guess on Victoria Day which is the Monday we're going down to Niagara Falls for a couple nights just for a little I don't even know if you call that a staycation (laughs) we're (laughs) staying within Ontario but I think usually that just means you stay at home but uh, just a little little getaway because we can, and uh yeah, hopefully it's nice weather um, I know it's supposed to rain soon, <laughs> so I don't know if that's gonna last, but uh yeah, I also next week uh as you mentioned, we are doing what we've watched and hopefully i watch more things i feel like i haven't watched
2: anything no. this month <laughs> maybe that's can a good give thing you i <laughs> i can give you updates on survivor yeah <laughs> i've watched a few things but yeah if i put all my survivor time into movies i'd have like 25 more movies <laughs> It's been pretty brutal Oh, actually, between that and hockey and stuff.
1: That just reminded me of something that I keep forgetting about, and I was probably going to save it for what we've watched, but I'll say it now because I'm actually thinking of it, and those episodes tend to be longer, and this is probably going to be shorter, so I'm going to do it now. I came across this app, or uh, at least, yeah, I don't know how I found it, but... It's called Taste, and it is for choosing movies for you. So oh, okay. it's a little, like, letterboxed, because you can rate things. But um, it's to, it gives you, like, a percent of what a movie matches with you, I guess. And uh, I, w- I don't even know why I started doing it. It's not like I need to come up with new things to watch but i think it's more just so i could decide what to watch and if it gives me a suggestion and i know i have it or what oh and also it'll tell you when something becomes available on streaming which is nice so if you've saved something or like given it a heart or whatever so that you can watch it later then it'll give you an alert when it becomes available on a streaming service and you can put in what streaming services you have Um, But then the other day, uh, something that you just said made me think of this. and I don't know what it was specifically. Maybe something about hockey or watching things. Um, So you can go to browse and do it by um, like trending, mood, genre. Um, I guess that's it. It breaks down. But I was looking in drama and one of the top ones yeah number three for me (laughs) 99% uh, matched with me the friends of Eddie Coyle
2: (laughs) there you go and I was like oh
1: I I wanted to do a screenshot but I'm like you won't even understand what we're looking at if (laughs) I send this to you but yeah it's cool because then there's other things it's like I've never heard of this and, uh, yeah, it's like, oh, well, apparently I'll like it. I don't know how accurate some of these are yet, but, uh, I guess like the more you watch and rate things, the more it kind of gets a feel for what you like. But, uh, yeah, it's cool. I don't spend too much time on it, but every now and then I'll go in and, uh, it's kind of like, is it Tinder? That you like swipe right or swipe left. <laughs> so right. it'll give you a suggestion and then you can like if you're interested or not, you can swipe uh, right or left. So and then your level goes up the more you rate things and uh, even adding attributes to things. So you can say like this what what the what the mood is if it's dark light themed. Uh, watch it by yourself with friends or family. So it's got all these other stats. And then I don't have this, but uh, if your partner also has the app, then you can see what you've both matched. That'd be good. But I don't think I'll get Brenda on this. She doesn't care enough and we don't watch enough together. (laughs) I know what we'll watch together. So that's about it. But yeah, that's uh, Taste, a little plug for this app. I think that's what's called, that's what's called on my screen. I feel like it's not a great name, but uh, yeah. Check it out.
2: Let's get into it. Okay.
1: Uh, Yeah, so 1986, the year of our birth yeah top gun directed by one tony scott which if you had asked me before watching it last night i could not have told you that oh really like i guess it makes sense but at the same time it's like i don't think of this as like a tony scott film it's just top gun is top gun <laughs>
2: like All right. it's uh have you seen days of thunder yes it's very similar, I think. Yeah, they are it like is. the same movie. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh,
1: I've only seen that once, though.
2: Yeah, but I'm uh, gonna rewatch that soon. But uh, yeah. yeah, I had not seen this for a, the longest time. Uh, like I knew about it uh, mostly from Canada's Wonderland. Yeah, uh, the Top Gun ride, which was a greatly, greatly a very appropriately named ride. Like, it actually fits the uh, movie quite well, that roller coaster. So, yeah, Tom Cunn, Jerry Bruckheimer, Don Simpson, 1986, Tony Scott. You couldn't ask for anything more. Yeah, like, even
1: Jerry Bruckheimer, I wouldn't have told you this is it just it makes so much but, sense yeah, it's like oh okay I can see that and like the trajectory of his career it's like yeah that makes sense like <laughs> if this was I don't know how early in his career this would be but this seems like a pretty big movie I don't think just any old well who knows the, the 80s were a wild time anything can happen
2: Well, that and I like that uh, Tony Scott, I think this is his second movie, and they gave him a chance with this. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, just getting this from uh, Wikipedia and whatnot and looking up uh, uh, Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer films. So, there's Flashdance, Beverly Hills Cop, Thief of Hearts, Top Gun, Beverly Hills Cop 2, Days of Thunder, The Ref, Bad Boys, Crimson Tide, Dangerous Minds, and then finally, The Rock, where, and then Don Simpson died from, I think it's a drug overdose. If you want some fun information, just read his Wikipedia page. He was quite the character, apparently, (laughs) just a crazy wild animal, Uh, and just like, when they got a pile of money, I don't know how much about Jerry Bruckheimer, but like, they would like, kind of dress the same in black, and just one thing about like the money, he would buy Levi jeans, and wear them once and throw them out. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's like And something like that Is just stupid Like it's like genes are (laughs) Like so Utilitarian that they can be It's like as if it Makes a difference yeah like that is such Like a bad Horrible attitude like I I Know if I was loaded down with money like There would be certain things that I know I would Not be like Crazy saving and Taking care of but it's like I don't know if... I hope I could never get to the place where I'm throwing out jeans because it's like, what difference has it made? Like, are they dirty? No. Then what difference? But that's totally off-base tangent on uh, Top Gun, but it's just interesting. It feels kind of suited with this movie, 80s. Watching the commentary, Tony Scott saying we were trying to make this like a rock and roll like, these guys are rock stars type of thing. Uh, very cool movie. So, it does feel very 80s drugs, just full out, going for it type of yeah. stuff. So, yeah. Have you seen this movie quite a bit?
1: I was trying to think, um, like, how much I've seen it uh, or even when I first saw it because feel like it was pretty late. I didn't grow up watching it. I don't even remember um anyone in my family owning it. It was probably my friend Aaron that I first watched it with uh like in a on a summer like and then yeah who knows so like i I've probably watched it more recently and not even like in the last couple years but like last 10 years I've that's the bulk of when I've actually watched it I don't think there'd be much before that um and that's like I mean it's a 30 year old movie or 30 what was it I did the math well it's 86 so 34
2: how old are you
1: I don't I never know <laughs> I I honestly like whenever it comes up. I'm like, what am I? Uh, I will be turning 36. 36, Yes. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, "Eh, I don't keep track of these things.
2: (laughs) That's hilarious. Uh, I don't know how old I am.
1: (laughs) Well, it's like it's funny because it's like, well, I know I had my 34th birthday, but did I have a 35th birthday? (laughs) (laughs) It's like you can have both uh okay so there's that uh so the other part of this is I have seen the movie Hot Shots way more than I've seen Top Gun and Hot Shots is a spoof of Top Gun and watching this even now to this day I cannot not think of Hot Shots while watching Top Gun and Especially funny because we just watched Spaceballs right. and you were talking about spoofs and Airplane and Zucker Brothers and stuff like that. I don't think they are... I'll look it up. Um, it's from 91. This is like very much a direct spoof of Top Gun with other things in it. Uh, more so than... Uh, Spaceballs is of Star Wars because there's like just scenes lifted right from it the general plot and characters and whatnot. not um, who wrote on this thing uh, Jim Abrams who is also the director we gotta do Hot Shots
2: let's do it we should have a we should do that and men in tights and top secret like a bunch of that
1: just those three alone are all connected because carrie elways is in hot shots and men in tights and val kilmer is Hot is in top gun and top secret so it's like uh yeah I've I've thought of that. We do need. We should do something like that where it's just a bunch of these. Hotshots Part duh is pretty good. Um, I don't think it's as good, but there are some very funny things in it. Uh, Lloyd Bridges is amazing in both of them. Like everything he says is hilarious. He's basically like the the Leslie Nielsen for the movie. But. <laughs> there's so many things just one-liners that are just so funny to me thinking about them uh i really want to watch it now having just watched top gun
2: you can watch it tonight maybe i will um
1: (laughs) i just want to talk about that now okay top gun um they actually say uh hot shots in it and i think that's a little nice thing using that as the title is she, um what's her name she's like i see so many hot shots coming through here or whatever and it's like right. that title works perfectly it's hot shots the title is a spoof of top gun the title <laughs> like <laughs> love it um okay starting from the beginning the opening, for one thing, before you even see anything, there's a there's a little uh, blurb about the school, I guess, but uh, the music
2: coming in is so amazing. <laughs> I would say all the music, the score, and the songs chosen in this movie are all perfectly placed and chosen. Yeah. Like...
1: It's very of its time, but it's never, like, too cheesy. There's maybe one Kenny Loggins song that's a little too 80s, but, like, I don't mind the 80s-ness of it. and It's kind of what makes it so great. But, uh, yeah, like, Danger Zone is a little cheesy, but it works so well with the movie. Um And then, yeah, the the theme, the, like, electric guitar theme is awesome. Like, the nice, slow, whatever you want to call it, theme. Um, That's another thing with talking about Canada's Wonderland. That's what the music always makes me think of, because they would play it while you were waiting.
2: Yeah. That was a good uh, line, actually. There's lots of stuff there just images from the movie that is
1: such a shame that it is not paramount Canada's Wonderland anymore they had, yeah, it is. they had to change all these things because you're right that ride was perfect for Top Gun and it had all the jet stuff and clips of the movie when yeah. you got to see the TV um and then now it's called Flight Deck so it's like I guess it can just be generic flying uh, But I think after that one, they also had like a Tomb Raider ride. And that was when you're like lying down on like. It was like yeah. almost like you're hang gliding. I don't know what that's called now. But like <laughs> when they put all this stuff into making these movie rides, and then it's like you don't have the rights to these movies anymore. You have to change the name. Then it's like. This, that's like changing. Somebody buying disney world and then it's like you're not disney anymore but we're gonna keep
2: all the rides <laughs> it's like yeah. this doesn't make sense anymore it's not cinderella's castle <laughs> it's royal princess castle yeah <laughs> like it's just like and yeah for sure and uh canada's wonderland thing with that was also nice there was that one little area where they had like the movie posters yeah and they had like the forest gum thing and they had like a park bench there and it was just like a little quiet rest area yeah it's like it felt it's obviously not disney world or universal but it just had that a little taste of it where it's like this is something instead of just generic uh entertainment like you felt that there was some connection to something yeah
1: it would have been cool if they kept it because like they could have done like a transformers thing like even in the like moving seat theater. Uh, yeah.
2: Well, that's a th- Yeah, they had, yeah, they had that. I loved uh, Days of Thunder. Yeah. In the, the theater, like that was great. Yeah.
1: Man, this is, I haven't been in Wonderland <laughs> in so long and I don't know if I'd be disappointed going now, but those rides in the theater there were some amazing ones. Like James Bond was so good. Right. And I guess that was probably around the time of Goldeneye. So it was like the game, but there was just like a lot of cool things. And it was like this first person view and it was really cool. And yeah, I don't even know if I ever got to go on Days of Thunder. I think by the time
2: I was going there, it was gone. See, that's, a thing, uh, that's funny. The James Bond thing... I have it in my mind what it was, but I don't really remember it. I know that I've gone on the Days of Thunder one, dozens of times. So I, I might <laughs> so we weird. might be the exact opposite. Yeah,
1: yeah there was just uh, there was a time I don't know what age I would have been. My family we got season passes. Yeah, like it was just it wasn't until I don't know grade seven or eight. And then we got it for a few years and then
2: stopped. But, yeah. uh, yeah, no, that was the thing. And I had older cousins and brothers. So then like I was once I was allowed to tag along with them. So I don't know what years those would have been, but yeah, it was great. So, uh, top gun. One thing yeah it's a top gun <laughs> listening to the commentary i'll just throw in some tidbits here michael eisner and jeffrey katzenberg greenlit this thing because they were working at paramount at the time okay and then they left for disney and it was greenlit but then everyone that actually had to make it they weren't part of the group that actually made it or anything and the, uh Yeah, it's just interesting. And then also just uh, how Tom Cruise was associated with it uh, before Tony Scott was hired. And it's uh, just before this, uh, Tom Cruise did Legend with Ridley Scott. And you see that in quite a few of their movies, uh, most notably, I would say, Denzel washington worked and made awesome movies with both ridley and tony scott so it's just good stuff in there
1: this uh let me check tony scott but uh on imdb this is the first movie for tom cruise in his known for it uh, doesn't show in Tony Scott. I thought for sure it was when I looked the other day. Uh, I think on um, Letterboxd it sorts by popularity by default, and I think Top Gun might be as top, or that, or True Romance. Um. Really. Yeah, Tony Scott. Yeah, no, Top Gun is the first.
2: Yeah, I could see that. I'd be surprised I just feel like on Letterboxd, there's there. a
1: certain audience and they would right, right. lean more towards true romance. But I don't know how it uh, how it bases that if it's just logs or or what. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, but what I was going to look at was for Tom Cruise, what was this after? So you said he did Legend. I know he was in lots of things when he was younger um, I don't know when
2: Like he did risky business before this as well Okay
1: yeah risky business And all the right moves So I wasn't sure Yeah I guess yeah he's pretty young in those um, Post Outsiders Okay So he It didn't take long for him to get going <laughs> I was wondering if it was like he had a while where he was just kind of like background type uh, side characters. Like in The Outsiders, he's not one of the main guys. He's in the like good guy group, but he's barely in it. Right. But... Uh,
2: like Tim Robbins in this.
1: Yeah, Tim Robbins...
2: There's a couple people that show up in this. There's a...
1: I was going to say there's a ton of people in this, but like looking at IMDb, it's like, I guess it's not that many, but still.
2: It's like, not a ton, but like th- smaller roles that became bigger uh, celebrities.
1: Yeah. So obviously Tom Cruise, Val third they're big in the spotlight. Uh, so Goose is Anthony Edwards. Speaking of Jay watching ER that's his big thing is he's the main guy in the ER in the first 10 seasons or whatever it is. Um, I
2: didn't know that.
1: Yeah. So that's what (laughs) he's known for, but it's crazy. That started in 94. So it's like eight years after Top Gun. It's like watching this. I love goose so much. Like he's a great character. He's, he's the comic relief, but it's never like dumb and i yeah, i genuinely laughed out loud at some of his little jokes like i think he's actually really funny and it's like why isn't he in more things
2: <laughs> the uh plaque for the alternates is down in the ladies room
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh jesus oh you kill me you really
2: don't he's good and then his wife meg ryan yeah so meg ryan in like, and sh- tiny role i think she does quite well for what she's given yeah. Like, she's adorable.
1: <laughs> yeah. um, So, the guy, Slider, who's the one that flies with uh, Iceman, he's also from ER. Um, I only know him from these two things, so kind of like Anthony Edwards. Um, Tom Skerritt, I guess, was probably more established. That's why he's like the older mentor guy but uh i don't know michael ironside i don't know if he was really known before this
2: right uh there was uh who did you say him it right? tom scarrett you said yeah yeah and that's cool that uh alien oh yeah. <laughs> yeah i forgot about that too yeah i just like that it seems like I feel like the Scott brothers are nutcases, cases, but they are good directors and people, the main people keep coming back to work with them type of thing. So it's like, it says something about them kind of thing. Like, uh, I, I feel like they're probably both pretty demanding, but Hey, they get the job done. I like Both of them, I like their movies quite a bit, and just listening to the commentary. Tony Scott sounds so much obviously not obviously, it doesn't always happen, but very similar voice to his brother, Ridley Scott. Two things. I love them both for doing commentaries on pretty much everything they do and giving you like that extra making of movie stuff. Like they're just I feel like they're not above that and i just say that with like a little snobbery not snobbery but like judgment towards spielberg or it's like he never does any commentaries and it's like frustrating because it's like why wouldn't you do a commentary well at this point it's
1: like well now i have to never do one like he's sticking to it just because it's like right
2: and it's like give us i would love to hear him just sit with whoever and talk about jaws for two hours yeah like uh like but i feel like that's like a artistic i'm an artist decision where it's like i i just the movie speaks for itself and there's nothing more i want to say about it kind of garbage uh not that he said that maybe he said that i don't know i'm just guessing but i love the, the scott brothers for talking and it really makes me sad that Tony Scott died, or he killed himself, which means he died as well, I guess. But it's depressing because suicide is depressing. But then specifically, like when you have uh, a connection and actually enjoy what this guy creates, yeah. And he was still pumping out good things, like later on Denzel stuff and like unstoppable is a good movie <laughs> like it's uh he is awesome and if you if you call something a welfare version what's the real version like he's the platinum he's the real thing gold standard michael bay is the welfare tony scott in yeah. every way you see like even that Jerry Bruckheimer is working with Michael Bay and everything and it's like it's just a little less and it's like all these movies you could see Michael Bay directing them right like it's in the same realm same producers same type of worlds like over the top even like the footage in this like with all the sunset stuff and like yeah it right, looks like, great like Oh, it looks so awesome. much of
1: it and I mean it's it must have been a challenge because like especially the flying stuff, oh, keeping yeah. it interesting and never being confused. Like that, I don't know what's I,
2: happening. Like I really paid attention and it helped because so on the commentary there was the uh Tony Scotts on there and then there's two or three naval aviation yeah. guys and then maybe there's like I don't another know. I think writer a
1: producer yeah the writers
2: are on there so they're just talking about it and like how hard it is but like how they, you know what it is it's similar to Mad Max where it's like they storyboarded the crap out of it where it's like it costs what what ten thousand dollars an hour or whatever to have or for whatever I don't remember how long it was but uh, I think it was like $10,000 an hour for one of these jets to be in the air right so and this is the thing with uh, the US Navy like they have to approve your script or allow it and like sometimes they don't allow it and then you have to pay for stuff so they only made them pay for the fuel like the movie production and they'll do everything else kind of thing uh, whereas like some movies are way too expensive if you had to rent or I don't know how it works. But yeah, like uh in the commentary, it said they just the studio just paid for the fuel. But uh yeah, like it actually looks awesome for what it is. It makes me really excited for the next movie because we've got 35 years of camera improvement i was surprised on how like really paying attention like there's some good quote gopro shots in this where it's like on yeah. the side of the wing yeah. so like you actually get to see stuff and uh them spinning in the air and stuff it's pretty it's impressive like there's nothing like a jet like these things are like yeah. engineering marvels <laughs> yeah especially
1: when you get to see them doing real maneuver type things and it's like it is no comparison like cgi trying to do that stuff cgi looks too good sometimes like this there's times where it's like oh i wouldn't have thought the plane would move like that but that's obviously a real plane doing that right. and that's how it's moving so yeah there's there's only one shot in the whole movie that I that really looked bad and that that's at the beginning when they are flying above the Meg, like oh yeah cockpit yeah, yeah, yeah. cockpit because like obviously they're not actually doing that so it, it just does, it looks like miniatures or however they did it like compositing two All different right. shots together doesn't look great but it's pretty brief and it's like for a, it gets a point across a comic yeah. effect so yeah it's like uh that is one thing that really makes me think of <laughs> hot shots where they like lean into that stuff and the plane's doing ridiculous things it's like obviously that's just a model but right. um yeah like everything else you can tell is real and it's like man i really hope they stick to that and it seems like they do from the trailers but i there's got to be some things that they're gonna do digitally
2: Oh, I'm hundred percent. There's digital stuff because I think, if I'm not mistaken, that like that's uh, the special effects were one of the things that they had to uh, extend the movie for. But like, just in the trailer that shows them going under a bridge, there's yeah. no way they went over under a bridge, right? Yeah. Like I could under I could see movies with uh like helicopters going under bridges because it seems like that's more controllable and you could like actually uh like just with camera tricks make it look like it's going faster or whatever but like having these f-18s or 14s whatever they are fly under that type of bridge that's in the trailer where it's like it's not just an open underneath uh, it's like, there's lots of stilts in it and stuff. It's like, yeah, I'm sure the Navy wasn't flying these things through there, but so, but nowadays compositing is so good. So like, I'm sure there's a lot of filming stuff and then putting it in to the other place. As far as actual computer planes, I'm sure there's a few of those as well, but yeah. hopefully it's so mixed in there that you we won't even be able to tell
1: yeah one can only hope um so yeah lots of, i don't know if there is oh the next actor to mention is one of the first you actually see uh strickland from back yeah. to the future it's this like,
2: was his year <laughs> i think Back to the Future is 86. Like, it's 85 in the movie, yeah, but I think I it know. came out in 86. I thought it came out in 85 pretty sh- still. Maybe it did. I thought it came out in 86. Whatever. But, yeah. Either way, he is the king of... Uh, what do you call those? Like, he's not an extra side roles or bit parts. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Is, is that a character actor he's always
2: the same character it seems but yeah but yeah bit parts i back to the future is 85 for some reason i thought 86 um like it makes sense it's 85 because it's 85 but i always thought that like yeah they really lean into it it, so i I would think that they'd try and (laughs)
1: release it that year so it's like it feels like it's happening uh but yeah this guy baldy he has one of if not the best line in the movie and uh there's a lot of quotable things in this but your ego is writing checks your body can't
0: cash
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it is funny that he like he has a similar character and it like that whole first scene and they do it again at the end too i'm sure they filmed it at the same time when they're actually on the aircraft carrier. Yeah. Are these things... Is the air conditioning broke? Crack a window, buddies. And Everyone he, is just sweating to like...
1: And he's like puffing on a stogie and it's just hanging in the air. I'm like, that can't yeah. be good
2: for the equipment. <laughs> <laughs> the, like, I understand when uh, Tom Cruise and Goose come in and they're all sweating and it's like, I could imagine that you're sweating bullets in the cockpit there and, like, your nerves and stuff. But there's no way that aircraft carrier, like, I don't care if you're in the Indian Ocean. Like, it's going to be breezy on the ocean. (laughs) Like, it's just, like, it's so hilarious. Like, it, it looks as if they've just been... Misted with a bottle because they literally have just been misted with a bottle of water before they said action. Like, it's just like yeah. they're so beaded up with sweat. Like, there's lots Like, of they look like sweatier that. than <laughs> like guys that are doing marathons look. Like, it's just like <laughs> no one sweats as much and doesn't wipe their face, at least. <laughs> like, it's just like drenched on yeah. them. But you know what? I like that. I like that. Like, it's almost like a heightened reality of it.
1: It looks nice with the
2: lights. Yeah, and No. know. <laughs>
0: um,
2: I was going to say how, another How actor. about oh. Val Kilmer's teeth, his perfect white teeth?
1: Yeah, he's flashing those a lot. And yeah. Yeah, he looks great. I mean, maybe this is his best-looking movie that... The volleyball scene, <laughs> I love the volleyball scene and how it's like, this movie just moves along and doesn't dwell yeah. on things. It's never like...
2: It's like an hour and 50 minutes, I think, right? I think something like that. Uh, so it's not even two hours. Yeah, an hour and 50. Like, that's perfect.
1: Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> like, But yeah, it just goes into the scene. It's a little montage like music video and they're like posing and doing like cool things high fives and whatever and like shirts off except goose which i love that it's like he's the dad he's like nah, i'm gonna keep my shirt on uh but like it's just in and out and uh it's funny because i was even like why does he keep looking at his watch like tom cruise keeps looking at his watch i'm like oh yeah he's got a date and then it's like he leaves it's like no i got something to do and it's just this little scene and it's like never set up before like you and me on the sand we're having a volleyball match it's just like this is a thing that's happening now
2: and now we're leaving it that's it like (laughs) there's no explanation Uh, it's just there two things are that The idea of putting on, like, a heavy leather jacket after sweating that much, (laughs) it's just, like, you've just wrecked, like, you got to wash this thing. It doesn't matter. It's, like, how gross your uh, jacket is now, just absorbing all your sweat. But then uh, also the commentary. It, It was a ride just into this commentary. Tony Scott, he's like, yeah, this volleyball scene and, like, why we do it and all this stuff and then we were thinking well it's a it's a very rock and roll guys movie with the jets and the music and stuff and we figured we'd like to give something for the women to look at as well and those guys from uh and the boys from san francisco (laughs) it's just like he so casually says it but it was pretty good uh but yeah. that's
1: something that they a lot of people say about this is like how homoerotic it is yeah and i think have, it kind of it is more at the beginning especially when like he gets to top gun and they're like he's first meeting iceman and they're like staring at each other down and smiling and right. like that it's this little cat and mouse thing that they're doing with yeah, each yeah. other it's a little gay but like i don't know uh,
2: other than that have you heard have you heard quentin on this into tarantino so i should find the clip but he uh so like he i don't know how close he is but like he wrote or helped write crimson tide and true romance so he has a relationship with tony scott but he describes top gun as like all its gay undertones and then one of his points is like tom cruise uh won't sleep what's the girl's name I don't even know Tom Cruise's name Maverick her,
1: <laughs> yeah her codename
2: is Charlie I don't know what her real name is but uh, that he won't like sleep with her or whatever and then he comes back and then she's dressed like a dude <laughs> and then he will <laughs> and uh, like, I but was, not like, for lack long... of trying <laughs> it's not like right. he
1: refuses to <laughs>
2: But, but then uh but that, that's it's funny because that shot actually when they're in the elevator and she's wearing the baseball hat yeah the only reason for that is that they filmed that like 5 6 months after the movie was shot cuz they needed this insert and she had cut her hair and dyed her hair or something for another movie and even Tom Cruise's hair is like a little longer or whatever and she she actually looks skinnier yeah and that uh she's like lost like 20 pounds or whatever for her next role so uh if you look at that yeah that's why she's wearing the baseball hat and you can see it in her face that she looks a little skinnier but yeah uh oh yeah tom uh top gun's totally gay (laughs) um
1: To plug it a bit more, there's the elevator scene in Hot Shots. You, uh, well, this won't make you love the whole movie, but the girl in it is the girlfriend from Rain Man, (laughs) whose accent you love. She's in this. She's in Hot Shots. She's like the love interest in that, and I just in that there's an elevator scene in that, and just thinking of it. he's like leaning in He's like it's an interesting perfume she's like it's vicks i have a cold <laughs> just great humor like that <laughs> but then she's she got the a accent. thick accent yeah well, there, there we husband. go and uh his name is topper instead of maverick and she's always like topper <laughs> with their accent it's great is this the first one yeah she's in the second okay. one too actually
0: okay
1: um yeah uh okay which song do you prefer Danger Zone or Take My Breath Away
2: it's like I know Danger Zone from this movie more like I remember my friend talking to me about this and saying like they just played Danger Zone the whole time (laughs) (laughs) uh Like, Take My Breath Away, I feel like I've heard that just on the radio, like 88.5. Well, yeah. Both of them, I I think,
1: still will
0: get played.
2: Yeah, but like, I feel like Take My Breath Away has a life of its own outside of Top Gun more than Danger Zone. Like, Danger Zone is like the uh, completely associated with Top Gun, like, another movie. Yeah, i could, I could um, see take my breath away being put into another movie and not being like a total rip-off whereas if someone took danger zone it's like that's a direct top gun reference that's not to say which one i like better uh i probably right in this moment i like danger zone more
1: Uh, it was written for the movie, and it is. I was just kind of assuming. but there's there's a lot of songs like that um, that they can go on and almost have more identity by themselves than just being, oh, the song from that movie. Like, um, how do I live? Without right. You, I think is the title <laughs> of that one. I don't
2: know how you do. <laughs> uh,
1: from Con Air is the love theme from Con Air just the way that right. this is from this. But it's like that song is going strong. And it's like yeah. you hear that on the radio and you're not like, ah, Con Air. <laughs> I right. will, but the average uh, Jewel listener or Light 88.5, as it's now called. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, it's. uh. It's interesting that there are those kinds of things, but then it's like Celine Dion, my heart will go on. You can't not think of Titanic. So it's weird. Uh, I don't know how that happens. It's like, if it's too iconic, it.
2: Yeah. And what, uh, I will always be there or I will always love you. Whatever the Whitney Houston one. Yeah. With bodyguard, the bodyguard. But it's like, I feel like that, Is on its own, like it's very associated with that movie, but it's so good that it's like risen above that movie and separates itself.
1: And it's not even, it wasn't written for that, it's just she recorded it for that. It's a Dolly Parton song, yeah, which is nuts Mm -hmm. (laughs) because that Dolly's a best, like, yeah, everyone, yeah, no one's debating that, but like, like, for that song, you ask anyone. They're gonna say it's right. a Whitney Houston song. Well, yeah, not anyone, but that's what you, the version you think of. There's a few covers like that where it's the cover becomes more popular than the original, and then people forget that it is a cover. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, Th- that's a uh, inter- I'm not a music guy, but those are interesting. What's is it? Joe Cocker. Uh, a little help but with uh, from my friends. Okay. What's that Beatles song? Yeah. But, like, I feel like his... Isn't that in the Wonder Years or whatever? The song to start the Wonder oh, Years? I, I don't know. <laughs> but I feel like that's more famous. Yeah, there's tons. Of, like, Elvis did that a ton to guys, like, uh, in the ghetto. Yeah. Elvis sang that and Sammy Davis Jr., but, like... Th- which one becomes popular and uh whatnot but it's funny because you hear like dolly parton and other people talk about it it's like she's she's the best she's like i don't care i'm still getting royalty checks from every time someone (laughs) sings it yeah um
1: the one i think of is uh me and bobby mcgee right it was written by chris christopherson originally performed by Roger Miller. It was done by Gordon Lightfoot, which is what I listen to. But then Janis Joplin is the one that everyone knows.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And that's the one I would have known too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great song.
1: Uh, I would say take my breath away. I'm just going to put that out there in this movie. This watch. I was I was jamming more on that, even though it's the slow love song.
0: Take my away. It, something...
2: What's the Righteous Brother song that they sing? You've lost that loving, yeah, feeling. That loving feeling. That's great. That the It's amazing. The Righteous Runners are amazing. (laughs) Like genuinely amazing. Like it's so sing alongable too. Yeah. And fun. Things in that uh, bar scene that they talk about these guys just uh, like everyone has a call sign, yeah. And it's like you cannot give yourself a call sign if you ever give yourself a call sign, people will f- give you a different one that's like uh, almost mean or whatever, and that's what you'll be known for in the rest of your life. So you never try to give yourself a call sign, but then they're talking about like. Uh, the drinking and the women and all the partying that the, the actual Top Gun crew guys would do. But then uh, how they had a line like that, like you have to be completely sober when you're flying. So the line was uh, 12 hours from bottle to throttle. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> the, the last sip, you have to be at least 12 hours till you're going to be in a plane. I don't know if that's a, enough to silver you up perfectly if you're completely hammered, but I'm sure it gets you pretty close. Yeah.
1: Um, I like, this is a very good script um, pacing-wise, and uh, there's a lot of things about it. There's characters. Each character isn't just generic it seems like everyone has their own character
2: Um yeah but in such a good way like it's not it is formulaic and obvious and not like super deep but yeah. not so surface level and yeah, stupid it's not either. like
1: anyone could have wrote this it's like there's a little like, there's a bit more thought put into it then
2: right like with his backstory and the what's his name the guy that like he gets his vice and talks to his about his dad too uh, Like, Tom yeah Spirit? but like there's something there yeah right like this isn't some yeah i don't know i don't want to say the godfather i always say the godfather but like this isn't some like heavy duty drama but it's yeah. not just a cheap stupid action movie either yeah like it's it's perfectly what it's trying to do.
1: Yeah, it's very well balanced. The action, um, a lot of it is just their training. And then yeah. there's like there's the thing at the beginning and the end. And then that was something afterwards I was thinking about. It's like, there's no like villain to the movie. There's no uh, plot. It's like, we've got to stop this thing from happening. It's just like, this is happening and this is happening. And it's yeah. the story of him going through... Uh, the course, or whatever you want to call it, and
2: uh yeah, like it, it's just what makes it good is a couple things. The villain stuff, like they said, they purposely made it generic because there was like uh, some negotiations at the time with North Korea, so they were trying not to like call them out <laughs> in the movie. Like the Navy requested that, like they don't put that in the script because they're like having uh, some relationships. Are trying to form some diplomatic relationships at the time. Uh, there's that. But then, yeah, there's no big bad guy. It is just training. Because in other movies, if this was like pure Disney movie, like you could put this almost as like an equivalent to like a sports movie, right? Where it's yeah. like competition and like the uh, Iceman would be the bad guy. But the fact, this is what makes it good. The fact that Tom Cruise Maverick does not win the Top Gun Award or whatever, right? Where it's like our hero is like, yeah, he's good, but Iceman is the better pilot. Yeah. Where like the movie admits that, where I feel like lesser writers or like simpler movie. Like, not that it's super complicated, but, like, the obvious thing is that Tom Cruise comes back and is, like, awarded it. It's like, no. Iceman is, like, by the book, the better pilot or whatever. Yeah, like,
1: in other hands, it's like it would be the ceremony at the very end after the whatever happens. Yeah. And it's like he ends up saving someone. And then it's like, well, now he has to be the top gun but it's like nope that happens before like so much it's just like congratulations and carry on kind of thing and then yeah or no then they get their orders to to go to the aircraft carrier
2: and that the fact that they are like in such competition with each other but are so much still on the same side obviously yeah like it's not like like, if this was, like, a James Bond movie or something, like, Iceman would have been come. He would have been flying for the Russians at the end of the movie. <laughs> and, like, it, like you know what I mean? Like, it always has to be, it would be that kind of thing. But, like, it's, like, it's just simpler. It, even the fact that Iceman doesn't die, I feel like in other things, like, I know Goose does. But, like, yeah. I don't
1: know. Is is he the only one that dies, or is there another plane that goes down at the end? Forget now. I don't know.
2: It's hard to... (laughs) It's funny. It's getting blown up. I
1: really wasn't even paying that much attention by the end. Um, We're doing a garage sale on the weekend, so I was
2: pricing items (laughs) while watching this. (laughs) (laughs) Just have me in your head the whole time. You're dreaming. You think you're getting that for that?
1: No, I think this time I was like just get rid, rid of, of it 25 cents
2: <laughs> well that's the thing I, so i went to that beat goes on place and i don't even know what i sold them but it's like whatever right like it's like yeah having a dollar for this is better than it sitting in my basement never being touched it's like at least it's something compared to yeah nothing uh yeah Top Gun rocks but yeah the action just some of the, the listening to the Navy guys it's crazy interesting they're saying how quick I'll just read some of the stuff I wrote down how quick these fights like it's so rare that dog fights ever actually happen and these like usually within a minute and a half it's over yeah like like the movie extends it a bit and then it's like It'll be, it can be up to like a five mile area Mm -hmm. and you're going from 30,000 feet to 10,000 feet. Like the volume is just insane because they're going so fast of like the actual battleground if you or battle airspace. And, uh, one thing that they were saying, like how insane, how big to small things get, So fast, and like looking at that image that you're sitting there with, where it's like, but these things are so fast, like your target disappears, yeah, so quickly, (laughs) like it's insane. And they were saying, like, some of the best pilots ever, uh, what they were known for, and like they really make a point in this of uh, like not being able to see guys and saying, like, the best pilot ever, they said he was more like a sniper almost, where it's like the only people he ever engaged with uh like he might have been like a russian or something were other if they didn't see him coming he's like if anyone sees my plane i disengage take off <laughs> right and then because it's like he, there was something but like 95% of kills are they didn't see them like coming up from the sun or behind them or wherever Right? It's just like you're killed. It's very rare you know that they're shooting you. Like, you're already dead before you know it. I've experienced it many times in video <laughs> games where it's like, where did I, where did I just get killed from? <laughs> right, exactly. We, we're on the same level as these guys, for sure. Um, but-, but yeah, the, I think the back just with the script, I think you are right. It is good it's like forced you need to like make a kind of excuse to have actual combat yeah even at, during peacetime yeah and it's still thing, just it's it's exciting
1: like, when it's like they're not shooting anything for real they're just locking on right. and stuff like that like it's just still good to see i guess it's also the way it's shot like it looks awesome no matter what they're doing yeah. um but then also even just the drama stuff like it's never sitcom misunderstanding things. I yeah. think the romance is actually pretty good where it's like um, when they hook up, it's like just after they kind of connect and have their little moment and then they they're in the class and she's disagreeing with him. Right. And then like he runs away like a pouty baby and like she chases she chases after him which is like a nice little role reversal thing. But it's like, she also has like her reasoning of like, I, I stand by what I say, but also at the same time, that's like one of the best things I've ever seen or whatever she says. And it's like, but I can't say that because I don't want to like tip my hand that I have feelings for you kind of thing. And it's like, Oh, like, that is real. Like, that's good. Yeah. Like, not just like, yeah. oh, why Why are you treating me so badly? And it's just like, I don't know. It could have been way worse than
2: what it is. That's, but. that's the thing. This movie, you're right. It sticks the landing. It could be way worse. Yeah. Like, all that kind of stuff is not, like, amazing. But you're right. It's not horrible. It's not stupid. It's actually, uh, in some instances, pretty good no that's, that's exactly what it is I think when I write my uh, Oscar winning screenplay I'm just going to have nailed on the wall this is not a sitcom no sitcom misunderstandings <laughs> yeah that's yeah for sure
1: uh, and then that scene leads into a tasteful sex scene doesn't last too long there's no real nudity just silhouettes it's well not you know, too awkward is, to watch I,
2: well that's the thing Ridley Sc- or uh, Tony Scott even says it's like it's not about the deed it's about getting to the deed yeah and it's like we're just gonna do it quick or whatever but it's like that's like once they kiss it's like yeah it's over yeah like type of thing it's like no it's the romance it's the build-up to it yeah right I love the sunset shots like awesome great uh yeah i love that uh.
1: um goose's death i think is pretty good um it's not too cliched i i don't know if it's maybe that this sets up the cliche for other movies to do it but um I don't think it's too heavy handed like you see Meg Ryan a couple times before but I don't think she ever has a scene of like oh I love Goose so much I don't know what I'd do without him or something like that like it's so
2: telegraphed yeah Yeah. like
1: it's it's there but it's not blatantly said like that you obviously do get that uh connection between them and it's like they're obviously really in love and it's not just like a Oh, this is the old ball and chain kind of relationship. And then I don't I don't get emotional when he dies. Uh but I
2: think right. it's still pretty good. See, that's the thing. I think like I don't know how you would do it. I'm just saying like uh not a better movie, but like a different movie or whatever. Like if you could reach the point where you're crying when Goose yeah. dies. That would elevate the movie even more. Like, really pull at your heartstrings. But I'd prefer this way than something cheesy and over at the top where Tom Cruise is just screaming his head off and like overreacting. That's actually what I like about him, too. Where like he's obviously upset, all this stuff, people get fried. like get the jitters and stuff yeah. and like it's like people getting knocked off horses and these navy guys were saying this where it's like we all know people that have died and we all know people that have quit after years of doing it where it's just like they just don't have it anymore and it's like it's too it's not like i don't know it's not like flipping burgers like you make a mistake up there and you're gonna die <laughs> that type of stuff uh so all that kind of stuff i think is uh yeah it's awesome and they were saying like how kind of realistic it is and how some of the dialogue in the cockpit like how quick it is and you don't know what they're saying all the time yeah it's like you can just infer but it's like we the writers were saying we'd rather not dumb it down Like, some of the stuff is overexplained, they said, but most of the time it's like, we'd rather just not dumb it down, and you can just figure out that they're talking really fast, they know what they're saying to each other, we get the point type of thing. Like, uh, all their uh, codes and short forms for everything doesn't have to be explained to the audience, which is, I think, a good call. Yeah. my favorite shot of the movie I don't know if it's my favorite but definitely one of my favorite. it's near the end where the plane it takes off off the aircraft carrier and like does a barrel roll almost immediately <laughs> like it's like so it's like you're looking down at the aircraft carrier it's launching towards you it takes off and like almost as a barrel roll right away it's like man <laughs> it's awesome
1: i don't remember that but okay I, that sounds awesome <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's near the end um it's short that's a, it is quick editing but it is yeah you still kind of feel like you can pay attention to it
1: yeah i could follow it with uh five dollar one dollar stickers in my hand and putting them on items I knew what was going on but I've seen it before but uh
2: I only have two more notes go for it Uh I'm not crazy that and this is sexist Nathan coming out I'm fine with that story people are saying the new movie I've, I've seen some reviews saying the new movie is like the uh love story in this one's like feels tacked on i don't feel like this one's like tacked on or awful or anything like that i just don't feel like whatever this actress's name is is an it girl like i'm not i don't feel anything for her i don't think she's ugly by any stretch but i don't feel like she's like gorgeous either so it's like whatever
1: yeah, and that's another thing with the new one is people saying uh, stuff about how she's not in it. And Jennifer Connelly is the... I don't know if it's his Party. wife or what the story's going to be, but uh, but then it's like, for one, I don't know that... Is it Karen McGillis? Kelly McGillis. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if she's acting. I know she was doing stuff for a while. Um, but sh- her comments on it, she uh, she's even said, I'm too old and fat. <laughs> and It's like, well, <laughs> right. at least you know <laughs> what's up. It's like Tom Cruise has not aged like a regular human. She has. Well,
2: that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing where it's like, I don't know if she is too old and fat. i'll take her word for it uh but like i could feel i could understand take something like carrie fisher right yeah where it's like she was fine in the new star wars ones uh i know that she's like tried to lose some weight or whatever but like it's so much harder i would agree in our sexist society if we want to go that way but i think it's so much harder for women to age than men yeah and then also no one can compete with tom cruise to yeah. begin with because like i don't know if he's having surgery or botox or anything or it's just that he's a special kind of scientist <laughs> but, but did you hear my joke scientist <laughs> <laughs> that's an arrested development i heard he's sometimes a scientist but no first of all alien that blood. But then also, like, just like, even if he's not cheating, he a hundred percent is taking care of his body yeah. way more than I am, yeah. right? And is caring and is on top of it. So it's like, well, how can you compete with that?
1: Yeah, and then one uh, one user comment I saw, which I thought was pretty funny is like from experience if he's really in the air force he's already on his third divorce anyway so it's not (laughs) like he'd still be with her
2: (laughs) right and i feel like their relationship is not like uh i don't know i'm trying to think of other examples where it's like there's tons of movies where it's like you come back for the sequel and it's offensive that they have to rekindle their romance. I should have a ton because I know we've talked about this. You always go to national treasure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that, that is actually a good example because it's like nothing has changed, right? Like, it's like, we're just going to do the same movie again. Yeah. where uh, like I hate in star Wars that they're divorced. That bugs me. But, uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying, where it's like just rekindling the relationship is like we're so lazy that we're, our sequel is just going to be the exact same movie again. Yeah. <laughs> we can't even pretend that these people' relationship has progressed or whatever. So, yeah, but I don't feel like like Ellie and Grant... It's like yeah, they're together, but it's not like insane to think that they're th- they don't stay together. Like I I always want people to stay together. Yeah, that's my bias. But I, in Jurassic Park, at least is like, and that's like that's not even mentioned until the third movie. And like, who cares? <laughs> like, it's such a mess, anyways. But well, and their like...
1: their status isn't even like known in the first one. Like, other than them, like physically being together and then grant saying yeah like it's not even defined <laughs> yeah. it's like you two are right. uh, and he's like yeah and it's like
2: yeah so what is I, it like there's no well exactly i read into it more because like they're talking about kids and like the, they're yeah that, that but could, yes yeah. but like it's not a big deal where other movies are just like whatever but i feel like if there was like a sequel five years after this movie and she wasn't around that's not the end of the world maverick is more like james bond he's just
1: yeah and it's not like it's a big part of the movie but it's not the main focus of the movie
2: and uh it's kind of just like a life of a fighter pilot yeah that's it like this is what it's like yeah they
1: they could be together forever but at the same time it's not like we've seen the relationship to get to that point they've still only just met and she's like supportive of him and that's about it (laughs) like yeah they have some chemistry i guess and yeah it's not it's just taking off
2: yeah i'll get into it on uh, what we watched, but funny enough, you mentioned Top, uh Top Gun. I keep trying to not say Top Cruise, Top, <laughs> top Gun. But I watched Witness with Harrison Ford, and she's the main woman in that. Yeah. And it was like, oh, random. And I think those are like her, some of her two biggest movies ever.
1: Those, yep. Yeah witness is her number one on imdb and it was 85 and then this is 86
0: yeah
2: so there you go and my last note is just i love the credits the actual like shots from the movie that's one of the things i love about lord of the rings return of the king how they have the drawings at the end of the third movie where it's like this is really trilogy time. Where it's like this third movie is special. I like mo- if I ever had anything to do with making a movie, I would push for putting the credits up. Like even yeah. the Avengers, I like how in Endgame they had the signatures. But even in the Avengers movies, like they have a special little uh, thing for the main guys. Yeah, in
1: the first two. I love, yeah, for the Avengers ones, I think they're pretty good, especially the first one where it's, like, extreme yeah. close-ups of things. Yeah. and like I
2: like the second one with the statue. The statue's though. cool, too. It's
1: a little less – well, I guess it still focuses on that person when their name comes up. But, yeah, the, like, marble statue is pretty awesome. I don't know what yeah. happens in uh, Infinity War. I feel like there's probably nothing –
2: I don't think there is because it's a downer. Gone. <laughs> yeah, most people. But it, it like the, these types of movies, like sitcoms, would do it or whatever. But it's like it kind of just like rem- reminds you of the fun you just had. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, that clips from the beginning of the movie and that was fun. Yeah. So like it makes you leave with a positive note.
1: Yeah. Um. So, at the end. They uh, Strickland asks what he wants to do you can, you can be posted wherever you want to go and he's like I think I'll be an instructor at Top Gun so from what I know of the new one he's like coming back which makes sense it's like 30 years later so it's not like right. he's going to be there for the full 30 years but this is where it leaves us is he's choosing to be an instructor at top gun
2: yeah i'm quite excited for it and i like in the trailer it's like i didn't think that i'd be asked back and they're like they're called an orders maverick yeah. it's like that is such a good like that fits into this movie as yeah. well where it's like it's like not stupid but not like brilliant or like it's just like a good line yeah
1: um so here's some things about that going into it um so it's interesting
2: that you said it was was it filmed
1: in 2019 you're saying i think it was like
2: wrapping up it was was almost going to be like released in 2019 maybe
1: okay because right now it's 36 years later but I guess it could have been 33 because I was just thinking there's Goose's kid in this. Right. He looks to be like 4 or 5. Right. And then, so it's like, okay, even if it's 33 years later, if he's like 37, 38. Right. <laughs> I don't think he, Miles old. Teller is that old. Um, so they've DH'd him the character a bit unless uh goose knocked up meg ryan before dying which maybe oh, yeah. it could be revealed that he's the younger brother
2: <laughs> yeah i don't think they'll go with that deep <laughs> no
1: they just you everyone will accept this doesn't matter i think that's good casting though i think he
2: looks like he could oh, be with him. the mustache yeah. the skinny face mustache is perfect yeah um
1: tom scarrett was 53 in this this year, Tom Cruise turns 60. There you that's go. nuts. But, I don't know. Subtract three. Still, he's older than Tom Skerritt was. Yeah.
2: When this came out. Uh, it's like the famous Harrison Ford and uh, Sean Connery. Like,
1: Yeah, but that's in one movie. This is just to compare. Like, Tom Skerritt seen as old in this.
2: No, but... Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones 4 was older. Oh, okay. And Sean Connery right. is in Indiana Jones 3. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And I also give this a 4. I was kind of thinking I, I'd go a bit higher.
2: I and After this talk, it makes me think it should be better. Yeah. yeah I should pump it up.
1: <laughs> but it doesn't have, like, an amazing... Rating anywhere, it's it's a six point nine on imtb three point three Letterbox. So those are pretty close. Rotten Tomatoes critic score fifty eight percent. Like what? What is wrong with fifty
2: three? Like I thought I heard fifty, but yeah, no, I know. Well, they even uh, comment on that in the commentary that this got roasted by critics, and you know what it is? I'll tell you exactly what it is. Part of that is raw, raw. Man, America, Fighter Jets. Yeah. That's all it is. It's So it must snobby be it's snobby yeah. uh movie critics. That's all it it is because it's like you can't tell me I'm not saying this is a five banger, but like it is it succeeds in what it's trying to do. It is good at what it does. Like And it's, and at the time it was special. Like they were talking about like Howard Hawks was like the last guy to try to film like airplanes and dog fights and stuff like these aren't, uh, they, and they were like, let's try to do star Wars, but real life or whatever. Whereas as far as like the X wings go or, and yeah, it's, it's insane to say it's not a
1: pass. Yeah. And then it'll like be interesting, it. the new one coming out, because I right. bet it'll, like, the way critics, critics are, Well, we'll see what the movie's actually like, but I feel like it'll probably end up with a higher score. And then, but right. at the same time, it's like, you think this is better than that? Like, <laughs> it doesn't make right. sense. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. That's, uh... That's it for Top Gun. That's um, Oh yeah, they're actually just scrolling through IMDb. The other guy that I was going to mention that's in it. The black guy is uh, in Die Hard. He's the hacker guy. One of the bad guys. And I I think I just never realized he was uh, in this.
2: When we were talking about or when I mentioned franchises... That would be one we could. We've done one for Die Hard. So we could go and do the other ones.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I was thinking that. I was thinking uh for Christmas, we should do Die Hard 2.
2: Yeah. And like I was thinking, it was just like, oh, franchises. And it's like, we've done a few. Like we did Alien and Die Hard. And it's like, there's a couple that we just did the first one and didn't start off the franchise or anything like that. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. We didn't do aliens. No, we've talked about it because, because we did like alien and then like the thing. Right. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, sort of.
1: <laughs> we, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, the possibilities are endless the only thing that holds us back is time because we'll come up with these ideas and then we don't have time to watch multiple things so what one at a time works
2: i i think we should do some star trek you're not a big star trek guy and i think you should be forced to watch <laughs> yeah and
1: no, i'm not opposed to that like
2: right no i know the, the see that's ones. the thing <laughs> well uh, and it'd be fun to go through them with someone that's not yeah like I'm not huge into them but I know them uh, but then it'd be fun to go through some of them like there's 13 movies <laughs> uh, including the three new ones so uh, there's plenty of stuff there talking about Star Trek talking about time Star Trek uh, generations time is the fire in which we burn it's the line in that movie. <laughs> it's uh it's an okay movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: one of the trivia things on the Top Gun page was uh, at the real Top Gun school, um, they impose a five dollar fine to any staff member that quotes the film. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and uh, another nitpicky things for there is like uh if orders ever came in well first of all in the top gun school there is no prize it's just like a training thing there's no competition but okay for movie license it's like we need to have yeah. somewhat of a competition it's like they would have never received orders like that and if they did they would all return back to their home
1: this is like 24 base. hours later
2: <laughs> Right, that they're being sent, but it's like, no, they would all be returned home, and then some guys would be shipped out, or the people already there would have dealt with it type yeah. of thing. So, but there's no other pilots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, well, it, it's, uh, it's the Mighty Ducks 2 problem where it's like, oh, okay, this. You're the best of the best. We need you. <laughs> this oh, team is you. Team American now. <laughs> this team that barely won. Yeah. Uh, Good stuff. I like to think, though, just uh, talking
1: about the real school um, in one of my top 100 movies, Fired Up, about cheerleading camp. There's a scene where they're all watching Bring It On, and it's just like everyone in the camp with this big projector, and like everyone's right. quoting it along with it because they watch it every year. And it's like, that's what I think top gun everyone's watching top gun and quoting it
2: (laughs) together i distinctly watch remember watching when i was young i only had one news source watch the cbc's the national at 10 o'clock uh faithfully uh during high school with peter mansbridge and i remember they had a segment on just like a little thing on uh, life on a sub and it's, like, coming out of Halifax or something. And they go down there and, like, oh, yeah, we got our uh, little tiny movie room here. And it's, like, and the guy is like, they're asking, like, what movies do you have? No joke. They had Crimson Tide and Hunt for Red October, right, <laughs> sitting on top of the VCR. It's, like, yes. <laughs> of course you do.
1: Yeah. It's funny because now, um, you I doubt they'd be able to do streaming because they wouldn't have internet, especially military stuff. But you can have like whole media servers, so it's like right. probably not the same. Where it's like these are your options for tonight, right? Like the the well, two that, VHS That's stuff.
2: funny because like this, uh, one of our kids was born in Alliston. And then even there, like, that's only five years ago. But I remember in the room we were given, there was still a a TV with a VCR. And there was, like, a stack of 20 uh, 20 VHSs. And it was just like, this is hilarious because this is only five years ago. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Like, we were already streaming stuff then right and it's like no we still got ghost and i don't know what else was there but like all those classic vhs covers um
1: actually that reminds me there was a thrift store i was in this week for business not pleasure i was there to do yeah some... you're
2: supposed to be doing garage sales not buying stuff <laughs> well, yes yeah, so i was there for work but i was waiting
1: for the guy and they're like yeah just if you want to just walk around take a look at stuff and i found their movie section but like they're they had vhs and i'm pretty sure it was like 25 cents each or maybe even like two for 25 cents it's like that is how it should be when you go to value village it's like three bucks or like something stupid for a vhs tape it's like I just want the covers. I want to buy these cheap, and I they didn't have a ton there, but it's like if I saw some of the ones that I've seen at Value Village that I've passed up on, I just want to, like, get them for their boxes and do something with it, just make a collage or <laughs> right. whatever.
2: Yeah, I've heard, yeah, I've seen YouTube or not, maybe, like, instagram things about like some insane prices at value village and it's like no one is ever gonna buy this
1: yeah and i think brenda was saying they've raised prices on certain things lately and it's like i can buy this new for this price
2: yeah (laughs) well that was the thing i so i went to that uh physical media place uh what was it called again i don't know the beat goes on (laughs) Beat goes on but there's some stuff in there like i showed you that one 36.99 for toy story blu-ray steelbook and it's like yeah i guess if you're into steelbooks yeah but so many other things where it's like even their 4ks like they had a very small amount of 4ks but it's just like i can literally buy this on amazon for two dollars more brand new yeah It's like these are in good condition, so whatever. But it's just like this is not (laughs) anything. (laughs) Like, and I, I bet you there's things that are like almost too much. Like where it's like you could buy brand new practically uh, for cheaper or identical. I don't see how places like that place had barely had any blu-rays not barely but like they had like two shelves the rest of the store is records cds and dvds like was that the one we went to or another one no this was that's deja vu disc we went to and because i was out near steve and then i was near oakville so i went down there it was interesting and i only got i bought for no reason at all aliens because it had a cool like special 30th special edition and there was like a booklet that came with it so it's like that's what i already own it can stream it on disney plus but yeah whatever
1: well i will say i didn't walk away from this thrift store empty handed <laughs> i did okay. pick up a few uh blu-rays for
2: things for the garage sale
1: (laughs) well actually i so one sort of um because i was upgrading from dvd to blu-ray i picked up happy gilmore so i can sell my dvd uh and then also along with that the water boy which i didn't own and i haven't seen for a long time but i recall it being like the beginning of the end, like it was still good enough, but it's not quite as good as the ones before it, uh, of Adam Sandler stuff. Like it's one of the dumber characters, but still pretty funny uh, parts, uh, very quotable stuff. And then, uh, shoot, was the other one? Oh, Argo, which
2: I've had in my hands many times. Where it's like, yeah. should I buy
1: this? I don't know. I I don't that need was, to.
2: There was a argo on 4k and i already had it on blu-ray that i did not buy it's like i don't need this yeah
1: and it's like these were three dollar blu-ray so i was like fine i'll do it (laughs) and then one dvd for two dollars starring russell crowe who i've been watching well i only watched one thing (laughs) with him uh i picked up noah because I
2: know you had okay. mentioned the beginning
1: of it and I'm like I'll watch this like
2: <laughs> yeah I don't think it's the beginning but yeah you'll know it when you see okay. it it's like yeah I'd like to know how this ends <laughs> yeah. and I, like, yeah, I, I, I like the cast
1: actually that has Jennifer Connelly as well and...
2: I know I was thinking about her where it's like what? why is she famous not why is she famous but like it's like what are her big movies Labyrinth. And it's like, right? But that's like, <laughs> <It's> like from, <laughs> forty years ago. Yeah. Uh, so it's just like I I
1: I'm... I I think I brought this up before. Um, there's a movie called uh, Oh, shoot! Now I forget the name of it. It's something like something to do with employment. Um, now I forget. But it, there's a music video for Flock of Seagulls space age love song. I love this song so much, but the music video is from this movie. Um, I just got to find the name of it. It's like something to do with uh being employed. <laughs> Cause it's like her and a guy, they're like locked inside a target and she's like dancing around to music and they're, roller skating through a target and that's what the music video okay. i'm like i gotta watch this movie it is amazing just for having this in it and it's like 1982 is when the well that's when the songs release the movie is called career opportunities uh i it doesn't look like it's well rated but it's like it's from 91 uh so it's like young jennifer connelly it's like she is like one of the most gorgeous people alive in this like movie it's like i want to watch it because the scene and this music it looks i'm sure it's way shorter in the movie because they reuse a lot of clips but like i will put on this is my dolly parton uh (laughs) whatever you that that song we have tonight yeah that's my uh we have tonight or is it we got or we I have? Think ever- we've got okay. uh, i'll watch this vi- music video for one the song is awesome and then just the visuals of roller skating in a target is awesome yeah
2: no but yeah she's like okay what movie She was in Alita Battle Angel. She's in A Beautiful Mind. Also with Russell Crowe. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, Yeah, like I could name off things she's in, but not that they're big movies. but But that I've even seen.
1: I've seen House of Sand and Fog because I think, I don't know if I had to read the book for school or something, and then I just watched the movie instead because it came out.
2: Uh, I love that she's the voice in Spider Man. Yeah, the suit's voice—that's cool. But
1: she was in. He's just not that into you. <laughs>
2: yeah, I haven't seen that.
1: I saw it in theaters.
2: I haven't. I own Labyrinth, but I've never seen it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I would say that's her big thing, and. She just continued to exist and show up in things, but she's not usually like a leading, big draw.
2: Yeah, it's just.
1: Oh, uh, *Requiem for a Dream* is the other big one, I guess. Um, not that it's even that big, but like she's not the main character, I guess. Jared Leto is, but uh, he's or she's his girlfriend.
2: Maybe I should get a, get off my mini driver kick and get on a Jennifer Connelly kick. Yeah. Once upon a time in America. Oh man,
1: how have we not said and, the Rocketeer? <laughs> oh, <laughs> not that, there you go. That's like a Jennifer Connelly movie, but she is in it. So. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, there's stuff. It's just like I've I just watched Only the Brave not that long ago with. Uh, I think that Miles Teller. It's just yeah. There's not like
1: yeah like there's know. nothing that's oh yeah that's uh, that's her big movie
2: like you like Brendan Fraser. It's like yeah he's not in a ton of stuff but it's like the Mummy is huge yeah or felt huge <laughs> or something
1: yeah it's she's usually just love interest beautiful mind hulk that was huge but i forgot that she was
2: (laughs) never never saw the hulk
1: we gotta watch um the forgotten marvel like pre-mcu daredevil
2: hulk never seen either one of those never saw fantastic four i saw the two fantastic fours what else punisher I've seen one of the Punishers that you lent me. Yeah,
1: I think you saw the second one, which is... I want to say the better one, but I also don't okay. think the first one's
0: that bad.
1: It's not as good as it should be, but it's also not terrible. Um, John Travolta is the bad guy, and it's a big part of it, and I think it's pretty good. But, uh, yeah. Okay, well, this, has, <laughs> this talk of Top Gun <laughs> ended yeah. a while ago. Um, That's okay. juiced it a bit. Um.
2: Yeah, we're right around the minute, f- minute, hour <laughs> fifty mark. So Just perfect. Same as the movie. Yeah. We did we it. Could... We did. I'll it. Drop in they two minutes. Said it couldn't be done. Two minutes of music to to pad it. Yeah, out. definitely drop in. Take my breath away and danger zone on repeat. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah okay well thanks for listening and uh join us next week for what we watched hopefully probably nathan i think has his tickets already top gun maverick which i'm gonna say now i'm not a big fan of the name but i get it
2: I don't know what else, unless you just called it Top Gun. I wouldn't want to call it Top Gun 2. I hate when they, they do that,
1: Top Gun, and it's just the year is different. Like, Scream just did that, and there's so many Halloweens without yeah. adding a number. Star
2: Trek is, but then there's also technically no movie called Star Trek. So, besides 2009. Yeah, when I was going to say the new is. one. But, yeah. Right, but like it, it was, and that was kind of a reboot-ish thing. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening.